From uh, Run the Bear Media, this is Dads on Dads on Dads on Masculinity. Welcome to the Dads on Dads on Dads podcast, a show about the lighter side of fatherhood. Each week, us three newish dads talk about a theme and talk about listener questions and discussion points on that theme. Today's theme is masculinity. Before we get to our theme, though, I thought we'd spend a minute talking about some people in podcasts we're really excited about. Here's some podcasts we're checking out. Number one is the Sleeping Giant podcast. Um, That's a podcast dealing with um, comics, comic books, and comic in uh, comic book memorabilia. It's a really, it's a really good and interesting look at that sort of thing. Uh, another one that we've been checking out recently is the No or Not Show, which is actually a rather well produced uh, podcast out of Singapore, um, and it and it uh, and it details the people, places, and some of the artisans and crafts. Uh, located in Singapore, it's actually really, really interesting. And the uh, and another one is another one that we're checking out is the podcast from Earth Two, which um, is a story sort of podcast, a sort of narrative podcast about um, alternate realities within the DC Comics universe. All really good stuff. So check them out. Uh, they're on Twitter. They're and they're pretty much everywhere you might find podcasts. Uh, but also. Um, I, we'd like to talk about the podcast Barbie Kong done by friend of the show, Katie Repman. Now, Barbie Kong is a podcast where host Katie Repman interviews a different female guest every week. Colin's lovely wife, Amy was a guest and it's actually Colin. It's actually Amy's birthday very recently, right? It, it was. Yes. It's so She's happy. X years old. So it, Amy is X years old <laughs> and we all wish an Amy, Amy, a very happy X birthday. <laughs> uh, it, it, but on the Barbie Kong podcast, people, um, Katie and her guests talk about everything from parenting to media, to the idea of feminism in this current climate. And through this exploration, many personal stories are revealed and unpacked. And while in the guests vary in age and the race and socioeconomic status, Barbie Kong is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So get to it. If you start listening to Barbie Kong now, she's got quite the catalog. She's got a lot of episodes under her belt. So th- so there's going to be a lot for you to listen to there. And it's just a really solid podcast, so make sure to tune in. All right, guys, let's get to it. As always, I'm Paul, and here with me is Michael. Hello. And we've already met Colin, but we'll let him say hello again. Hi. Uh, before we get to the theme, especially salient, I think, because we're all raising sons, let me ask you this. What's new in dadding? Hmm. Well, um, I think recently we talked about how I was about to embark on uh, my first trip uh, out of out of state, and uh, second trip out of state, but first on a plane with with my son uh, and my wife. Um, so I, I want to give everyone a, a quick little update on that. Um, we did, in fact, fly to the Seattle area, uh, which is you know between four and a half and six hours depending on which way you're going and uh that's a long flight you know, my man yeah, it is it's a, a long very, flight tough. very long flight <laughs> but I, I gotta say finn handled it like a champion um uh take off and landing we're just fine uh he's he's been like showing himself to be really really social so um like when when uh when he started getting a little fussy uh during the flight itself all I was able, all I needed to do was just hold him above the level of the seats, and he'd look back and see all of the people, and then he'd get a smile on his face, like, "Hey, look, there are all the people!" Like, 
yes, I don't know where you got this nice. from because your mom and I are both introverts. Yeah, but um, it it was it was really good. So uh, that happened. Um, my sister Tanya uh, actually let us borrow a um, a, uh, a guava, a um, a thing for him to sleep in. Uh, so like for, for a while we stayed at my dad's and then we stayed at her place for a little bit. And, uh, that was really great. The, the big problem is like I mentioned also, we were starting to introduce solids and, um, he started, <laughs> he, he was getting really fussy during the night. Finn's always been a really, really good sleeper, but he would just wake up like every couple hours just like when he was, you know, a newborn. Yeah. Uh, while we were out in Seattle, and some of it was the time change, and you know, like he'd go to bed at like six p.m., and we were like, "Oh, we want to stay up, yay!" And then just like, you know, he'd he'd wake up because you know, whatever. But also, like, since he had since he was getting solids, like that, it feels different in his tummy, and as a result, he would wake up a whole bunch of times during the night, and so like it, it was, it was a great trip. Um, a lot of <laughs> A lot of uh, Finn waking up because he was upset about things, um, but you know, uh, so not a lot of sleep on the trip. But otherwise, it was really, really good. So, well, that's good. I mean, it's good yeah. to. It's always good to have a successful um, first flight. So this is yeah. so there and back. He was it there was, and back. It was pretty much the same. I I was I was anticipating after the first flight went really well. It's like oh. God. It's gonna be just like Paul's trip. We're on the way there; it's great, and the way back, he's gonna be a terror. You so. know, I mean, look. To, in Teddy's defense, Teddy wasn't a a terror. Teddy was a holy terror. Oh, fair, um, fair. Yeah. No, he was. It's it's not that he's a bad. As graced by God. No, it's just the wrong time of day for Teddy yeah. to be traveling. I That's think. Fair. And uh, but it's really great to. You know, and I've and I've seen Finn actually since that mm-hmm. fight, and he is re- he's a real social kid, and he's a lot yeah. of he's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. He's good. He's fun at parties, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> But I understand, Colin, that you you have a uh, you have a small victory oh, that yeah, you'd yeah. like to that you'd like to celebrate. Uh, so this is uh, yeah, Dell's two. He's a toddler. He's he's definitely a toddler now. And I this thing happened, and I texted my wife and told her the whole story while she was at work. I was like, I just I had a victory. You have to hear this. And then later I realized. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! I need the whole. I need the whole. You're the, gonna the, get the, it. I need the blow by blow. What did Amy? What did Amy say when you told her? Can you, you just had pull a, it up so you, we can read the text? Probably. Could, what did yeah. Amy say when you told her you had a victory over your two-year-old? She laughed and uh, asked me what it was. Uh, so it was time to make his lunch. I was just just gonna do some uh, like cottage cheese and, and cut up fruit, and but he was watching TV while I was making it, and I was it's the PJ Masks. It's a great show. Dell's really into it. And uh, so I went and, you know, put the stuff together in a bowl for him. And I he was really engrossed in the show. And I don't normally – he's not normally watching TV that time of day. So I uh, I was like, all right, whatever. I'll bring the table over there. We'll eat in front of the TV for lunch. We never do that, but you're into it, whatever. So I do have to bring the table over. He's just staring at the television. And I'm like, hey, buddy, here's your lunch. You know, come on up in your chair. Eat your lunch. He's staring, not listening. I repeated a few times. I'm like, okay, if you're not going to listen, we can't do this. I'm trying a new thing. Clearly, bad idea. So, do you want to? Do you want to cooperate? Nothing. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to turn off the TV. I know what this means. Like, he's not going to be happy about <laughs> it. But I'm like, this is what we. I have to be a parent now. Like, this is what you do. Is he going to go nuclear? Yeah. I mean, it's mostly just pathetic. Like, it's uh, collapsing into sobbing and it's very dramatic Aww. go figure um but uh yeah so i turn it off he collapses i'm like okay 
you get two minutes to be sad about this. I'm going to go make my lunch. I'm going to make a smoothie, and then we'll sit down. We'll eat. So I move the table back. I go make my thing. He's collapsed, crying. He probably hit the couch a couple times, which is a whole other thing. He strikes out. It's it's really tough. They're wild animals. What do you mean strikes out? He physically hits things when he's upset about how things aren't going well for him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, us, if we're nearby, we're real. I mean, we try to calmly tell him not to do that. It's, anyway, um, that's another. That's another thing. So he's melted down. He's laying on the floor, wallowing in grief about turning off the television. I make my smoothie. I sit down at the table calmly. Just I'm like, you're not. You want attention for this. You're not going to get it. I don't want to reward this sort of, you know behavior with whatever you want because then you're going to continue to do this to get what you want so i sit there for a couple minutes drinking my smoothie he stops he comes over he gets in my lap eats his lunch i'm like yes (laughs) that's it victory that's it you won i I did you won i i I saw what i wanted to do total victory and i did it and it worked the child is going to be supreme court justice now because you (laughs) held your ground yeah yeah that's it yeah it's uh there's a lot wrapped up in that. I mean, it's because <laughs> you like, have to be firm, though. You have yeah, to. You have I mean, to be firm. I was the quote bad guy, whatever. Right. It's boundaries. Boundaries are very, very important. For yeah. Children, and so. and you know, it's 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 I. I mean, we're gonna get into this. I think probably in this episode, he was expressing himself, and I want to let him express himself, but I also want to teach him how to express himself effectively. Right. And not just whine to get everything that he wants, you know. Right. So now, it's, in, you know, instead of collapsing and crying, maybe a sternly worded letter to the editor yeah. would have been <laughs> would have been a more effective. Yeah. No, but no, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. That there, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's obviously all behavior is expressive. Right. Uh, and it's and I didn't stop him from the behavior. I just didn't let that behavior get him what he wanted, which right. was to continue to watching the television and not listen to me. So that's that's some good dad. That's right why there. I think that's, that's a some victory. good. That is some good dad. I right have there. no idea. I th- I think so. It sounds like good dadding to me. Okay, I, I I'll agree. Take it. it sounds like really good dadding. <laughs> I think the, the only way it could have, the only like in hindsight, you might have done is like, oh well, let's talk about why you did that. Like I, I think see he's too that, young, but maybe, he's too yeah. young though. Probably yeah. too young. I do say that to him sometimes. I'm like you. Why are you upset? Mm-hmm. Tell me why. He's and not expressive enough yet. He just continues I mean, just, to yeah. hit me and throw things. And fair well, enough. That's, that, <laughs> well, that's inappropriate, and it sounds like somebody's not going to get TV privileges for the near future. <laughs> yep. At least not in the Desena household. All right, so you had a, we have a small victory of flight. I had to tell you, Teddy's been Teddy's been really chill lately. Um, uh, you know, it and it's physical milestones. It's you know, mm-hmm. it's it's the rolling this way and that. He continues that. Uh, it's the it's the verbalizing. I swear to goodness that he's saying, "Mom." Nice. I swear yep. to goodness that he's Is he a, going ma ma. No, it's it's the it's mom. It's an M O M syllable. I don't think he's conscious that he's saying. Right. It. I think he's making the noise. Just like the da 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 that I had. Right, before. right, 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 right. It's like mom. So yeah, <laughs> if I could like, because he wants something, it's usually food. Yeah. And I could I could understand why he would want mom uh, if he wanted food. Uh, and just yesterday, as a matter of fact, kind of. Sort of, maybe a little bit, starting to crawl, Ooh. a little bit. On the it was on it was on the couch, and he was trying to get over towards me because I was watching the Red Sox lose yet again. Um, and you know he's, he you know he scoots his butt way up into the air because that's what he has to do now, and you know to 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 locomote himself, and and you know and he picks up both knees and 
picks in and, and was able to crawl a cup a step and a half I'll call it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, no, that's good. That's yeah. good though. You're yeah. almost there. I think yeah. he's gonna get it in like the next couple of weeks. He'll, yeah. He'll finally figure out you know the you know the process of locomotion through crawling. So that's nice. That's that. And you start to see how much work it is for them. Oh my god, he's ex- exhausted. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely yeah. exhausted. It's a lot. It's 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 almost it's almost too much. I wish I could <laughs> crawl for him. No, I don't. <laughs> Uh, no, but it's good for him, and it's good to let him be frustrated for a little while, yeah, but not yeah. too frustrated. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's a fine balance. You want to, you know, you, you don't want to screw your kids up too much. Yeah, that's that's the thing my wife taught me is that, like, oh, it's like, well, the, the real big breakthroughs actually come through when they're really frustrated. Right. Because, like, you know, they're, they're trying to do this thing, and they don't know how, and then they try something, and it works. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. That's That's how that works now. And then they can repeat it in the future because, like, they realize it. You know, it's the the baby as scientists um, yeah. hypothesis, which I have been I have been uh, recognizing as as true. I like that. Yeah. But so, but hard work through frustration and science in general. That's mm-hmm. those are all those are all those have all been historically kind of masculine things. Would you say? Uh, right. I mean, uh, are you are you over there writing a segue right now? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit. I, I may be. I may be a little bit. But no. But it's. But it's true. You know. It's. It's. You know. Uh, a tradition. You know. The traditional value. The the stereotypical value is that you know hard work is something that men mm-hmm. hard sweaty work. You know, John. You know, uh, you know John. Some something or others. A steel driving man. That sort of yep. thing. You know, that's all traditional. John Henry. John is, Henry is yeah. a steel driving man. Is a is a. You know, these are traditionally masculine traits. It's right. It's John, not Jane. I mean, there's a reason for the it's, lyric. Or, or Joe. <laughs> Could be Gene, and you don't right, know sure, which it, and sure. you don't know which yep. it is, do you? Pat Henry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as part of our preparation for this episode, and this episode, as you can, as you've guessed, because I announced it at the beginning, we're we're discussing masculinity. But it wasn't a hard guess, <laughs> right? But as part of part of our preparation for the episode, we all watched the movie uh, "The Mask You Live In." It's a documentary directed by Jennifer Jennifer Siebel Newsom, and purports to show. How our culture's narrow definition of masculinity is harming our boys, men, and society at large, and also offers some solutions about it. And we've all seen it Yep. Um, as we begin our discussion of masculinity. And the first part of our discussion of masculinity is really going to be through the prism of the documentary. So... Uh, do I mean? Do we have any general impressions about the doc, Mike? Um, what do you think? Yeah. So uh, my my sister Tanya recommended this documentary while I was out in Seattle, and um, I I really really enjoyed it. Like it, I don't think that there was a whole lot that was necessarily new or surprising to me right. in, in the documentary. I think that um, a, a lot of it was kind of a uh, condensation of things we kind of know about about masculinity about men and it was a good overview i i felt of the kind of world of the subject matter yeah i i I absolutely agree and like um you know uh before the the show we were kind of talking about this a little bit and um i agree that that uh it was mentioned that like it doesn't necessarily offer a whole lot of um, solutions all the time, but like I think it does kind of say it's like this is the problem, and the solution is kind of don't do that um, in in a way. And what is the problem as you as you see it through the doc that the documentary ex- explicates? Um, so the the problem uh, is just that there there's a couple big problems, but the the main problem is just like 
um, men are told to not be female, to reject everything feminine and to like anything that can be considered feminine is considered the opposite of you. And so and right down to their emotions, right down to the emotions, you know, the emotions that they're that are that they're feeling that are kind of coursing through them all the time. They're kind of taught to either push those aside or Mm -hmm. push those down in favor of other uh, more, I, I guess, in favor of uh, utilitarianism. I guess, I, in a way, it, it, it's di- it's difficult. It's how do I fix this instead of how do I feel about it? Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, uh, and that, in you know, in in, ter- in terms of the documentary, it's uh, the documentary. The documentary argues that it's. I mean, parents that parents do some of this in gendering their child. Mm-hmm. You know, we you know, boys' rooms are in blue and girls' rooms are in pink. But it's really society that does. Most, if not all, I think, right. according to the documentary, of the heavy lifting in terms of in terms of gendering and hyper masculinizing um, to the extent that that occurs. Yeah. And uh, that, well, and that's the problem with like how to fix it, because right. what, what am I supposed <laughs> to do to fix yeah. Society for my yeah. son, like you know, right. it can is, be an example. Is, but... my, is my house a port in the storm? Yeah, right? I mean, if you know, I mean, once he goes to school, like I'm done, right? Like right. I can't stop all the little jerk kids from telling him how to be. Like I don't know. Right. That's why. That's why he'll be homeschooled. No, it's not going to happen either. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's my concern with it. Is just like uh, I I I can try to you know explain to him how things we're watching aren't really accurate of how people actually feel or whatever the problem is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if he's spending eight hours a day at a school with other kids who aren't getting that at home and whatever, then that's, I don't know how to push back against that. Yeah, I mean, I I think you're right. And I think the documentary does talk about like, well, you know, the the big solution is more or less role models. Like you need to make sure that you're, you're a role model. Not only are you teaching him the right things, but you're also acting in such a way that, you know, uh, you know, conforms to the view of the world that you know you believe in. Yeah, yeah. No, but um, the, the, I mean, but the, I think I think too, and also that the documentary goes um, makes a point of kind of saying that it's not being being male isn't a problem. Right. Yeah. You know, being male maleness is not a societal ill. Right. 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 And it and it never paints it that way. I don't think. I think it does a yeah. good job. In fact, the words. Uh, and we hear a lot of it on the internet these days, but the word toxic masculinity is actually, I don't think ever uttered. I didn't hear it. No. In, in, in the, in the yeah. 130, you know, the hour 31 that the documentary yeah. runs yep. because it's not because toxic masculinity has a very specific academic definition and that, in that, that phrase I think has been taken by the internet to mean something different on the internet, the exact definition of which I won't get into now. <laughs> um, but the but it's not but the documentary itself is talking about certain practices that have to deal with the way men are socialized to deal with and cope with their own emotions mm-hmm. yeah. and the media that's shown to them and uh, not the media that's shown not only the media that's shown to them but how society continually reinforces mm-hmm. these very these lessons these social lessons that it kind of. Um, that it, that it inculcates males with at a very early age. Yeah. Among them, among them, and I think the chief one for the purposes of the documentary is that boys are not supposed to show emotions. Yeah. They're supposed to suppress them as if they don't exist. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, in terms of the documentary, is kind of all right. Well, that's that's the root of it all. Well, so there's if you can't if you yeah. can't if you can't show if you can't if you have to suppress everything you feel, then you're never going to be able to cope with your feelings. Mm-hmm. Then 
every yeah, then you're just going to end up dealing with your feelings in really unhealthy ways. Yeah, I, I think there's two. Parts. They're not going away. Yeah. They're, I, yeah. they're, they're going to stay there. I agree there, but I think there's two parts. There's there's one which is the um, which is that which I 100% agree is right. is one thing that they pound on over and over again. But they also talk about um, about how. Uh, not only is it like don't show emotion, but also aggressively suppress anyone else who does. So like so con- so yeah. so uh, so conformity. So enforcing. Yeah. So it's not only making the boys. It's not only forcing the boys to conform. It's also forcing them to. The documentary argues that it's also forcing forcing the boys to enforce that conformity. Yeah, absolutely. Just like that's you know, crazy. Well. Absolutely, because yeah, it it again it comes back to uh, rejecting anything feminine because uh, you know certain certain things are seen as masculine, so you, you do those things, and you know showing emotion is not masculine. So anybody who shows emotion, you automatically go and attack them, attack them by you know calling them names, sometimes you know physically attacking them, like do that right away. But you know, and there's a lot of other behaviors. Um, just like you know, maybe cooking could be one. Just like you know anything yeah. that could be seen as feminine, immediately reject that, aggressively suppress it, and like any and you know in 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 and of yourself, make sure you're also doing that to yourself. Like and I and I and I think and I think the flip side of that coin that you know that that society that the uh, of the of the documentary's argument that that boys are kind of drafted to enforce. Um, that specific norm of suppression of their own emotions and and kind of denial of everything feminine or everything that could possibly be seen as feminine in themselves is um, is the fact that uh, um, is I, and I completely lost my train of thought. Um, I could, no, I could, I completely lost. It. I had a good. I had a really good thought. I had it a really, sounded really smart, Paul. It re, no, it really did. Yeah, it, it really did. Uh, it's. Um, <laughs> Well, I feel like, dude, yeah, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally done. done. I'm, well, I'm done. done. Yeah. I'm, I'm all done. Well, I think that uh, <laughs> the one, the one thing that men are allowed to do is be angry, like, because right. there's a power behind anger. Right? That and that was my, and that was actually yeah. what I was going to mm. say. Oh, was there that, you go. Was that, was that in? Not only are they supposed to suppress what's feminine in their own emotions, yada yada yada, but they're also only supposed to. Um, put forward certain values that society has deemed as right. acceptably masculine. Yeah. Right. Those are anger, hyperaggression, mm-hmm. yeah. a kind of win at all costs, yeah, conquer, right. conquer yeah. don't be conquered. That that's right. Sort of, right at the top of it. That yeah, sort we, of thing. We, we've got a little uh, outline here that that Paul put together very very mm-hmm. well. Um, but like the the things that it talks about at the very top of the the um, documentary, it talks about you know. We associate masculinity with athletic ability, financial success, and sexual conquest. Right. Which I think is like from from what I've seen is kind of true. Like that is kind of what we're it's like, oh well, the, this is the parameters of success. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. I'm guilty of that measuring stick with myself. Sure. You know, I take a look at my life some like and I'm like, you know, you know, am I am I living up to my manness here? Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, well, you know, I'm doing X, Y, Z. You know, I'm I'm providing for my mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. You know, to a certain degree. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm not very athletic, but uh, you know, I have a you know, I have a pretty wife, and you know, we have a nice <laughs> we have a nice. But you know what I mean? You're yeah, like, yeah. You like you you. I mean, I I don't know how often you do this, and I don't really even know because I don't think I do it 
too much consciously, but you do to a certain extent kind of run a checklist in your head every now and then just to make sure you check enough <laughs> man boxes yeah. where yeah. you could feel that you could talk sports, you know, wherever you need to talk. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's Well, I, I know what you mean. I've never like those all of those things to me, like I've never did sports when I was a kid. I did karate for a while just kind of because I thought it was cool and I was okay at it, but it wasn't a I don't know. I've never considered myself athletic. Uh I never like my family's always been middle class. We're still we're we're New York middle class, which is like way upper middle class right. everywhere else in the country. But everywhere like, else. <laughs> yeah, that's a different thing. And like everywhere else in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Let's um, be honest. Right, right. Oh well, I mean, in terms of that, we're like yeah, we're we're doing very Super well. Super rich. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But uh, but yeah, and then like the sexual con- like I, I I don't know. I wasn't. I, it took me a while. We don't have to get into that. But anyway, like I've never felt like those things were super strong in me, so I've never felt super masculine, and I was mostly okay with it. I think, uh, like, most of my friends were the same way. Like, uh, you know, you socialize with people who are like you, and I never felt pressure from my immediate circle to be anything else. So I was always okay with that, and I hope that that's going to move on to Dell, too, of just being like, yeah, are you happy? Like, what do you want? You know, like, that's the main, yeah. Right, and I hear what you're saying, too. So, like, socially, I think you did, I think we all did kind of similar things when we were in school. We kind of gravitated towards... It was academic. Like, yeah. But we gravitated towards, the in terms of friends, we gravitated towards people who you know, shared qualities that we shared. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, maybe those, you know, my quality, honestly, I did, I did theater throughout all all of high school and most of college. Um, You know, that's not exactly seen, it's not exactly hyper, a hyper masculine thing to do. In fact, it's called out in the documentary as (laughs) non-masculine. But when you meet. But it's so much fun. But you know how when you meet the alpha males in the acting scene, they're so intimidating because they're super comfortable with being an actor and they're just an alpha male. And it's like, I don't understand you at all. Yeah, (laughs) I will do whatever you tell me to do. Yeah, sure. You are my, you you are my king. Yeah. Um, And now I, I guess I have to say this city because you just <laughs> said so and that's not even a thing anymore we don't sack cities although pamplona does seem to have weak walls so it could be <laughs> sacked at any time i'm sure no but just kidding um the but yeah no it's it's totally true and i think i think and i hope f- the same thing for teddy that it, when he's in school he finds kind of a group that kind of that that um that has qualities that he shares mm-hmm. and not a group that has qualities that he feels he needs to aspire right. to. That's a I good agree. distinction. Yeah. Which yeah. is like, which is kind of what seems to be going on in a lot of, you know, a lot, it's kind of the, kind of what the documentary points out is a lot of the problem is that there's a lot of aspirational behavior. Boys engage in a lot of aspirational behavior. Mm-hmm. And not all of that aspirational behavior is healthy. Yeah. I mean, for example, it brings up, you know, the frat scene in college and the mm-hmm. drinking scene in college. Yep. Some of that is really, some of that, because boys are, because boys are, are taught really early to suppress their emotions, some of that can be really healthy, that the, you know, the intense kind of male bonding that mm-hmm. comes with that. Yeah. But some of it can also be very unhealthy, you know, with the, some of the, maybe some of the sexual practices, uh, you know, college age boys get into those are those can be unhealthy yeah well you know, yeah. and the drinking obviously yeah. can be i mean we all drank in college you know and and i'm, and I'm sure i'm sure i think we did right i, I did most oh, certainly a lot yeah right i i mean you know so we all drank in college so we're kind of kind of used to it but we also recognize i think that that you know 
that the that the constant constant drinking isn't the healthiest thing <laughs> yeah. oh, isn't no. the healthiest thing for a boy to do, right? Well, but I feel like in in the I mean, especially like the Greek situation, they're so walled off in their own like every fraternity has its own culture, its own rules, and they all are are stuck in that bubble, and so there's no one telling them anything else and they're they don't they don't get another perspective of like oh there's another way to be and that's fine and then that's why you get the sort of behaviors that are so problematic uh that you know every i mean there's yeah everyone I mean, knows yeah, what we're talking i, about. I like, generally have a very negative view of fraternities in greek life that said like one of did you have them at your university not really no nah, we didn't either like it, <laughs> it, it's largely from media and then like the few interactions i've had with people in that sphere is like oh okay you're you're uh, reinforcing that but that said like one of my one of my best friends and you know paul you you're you know him too like he's actually just a wonderful very genuine uh, great person who like is is doesn't necessarily follow uh, the the path that we're seeing here. He's got some of the some of the issues that we've talked about in terms of hypermasculinity. But um, but like that said, he is very. Um, I guess I'd say woke. What, what do you mean? That, <laughs> what do you mean in terms of hypermasculinity? The need to display those sorts of yeah. those sorts of traits. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I know a lot of dudes like that. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean they're it doesn't mean they're bad people. Yeah, no, and he, he's a wonderful person. But you know, at the same time, you know, there there are some of these some of these traits in there that, like, you know, it it's not necessarily a bad thing unless it becomes it starts becoming a problem. And if you're displaying it all the time, then it's possibly a problem. Well, it might be hiding a deeper need there. Yeah. You know, it might be hiding some sort of deeper insecurity there. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think a lot of I think a lot of the behavior that the documentary points to his problems, which is, you know, hyperaggression, hypersexuality, mm-hmm. predatory sexuality, over you know, uh, alcohol and drug abuse, is they're they're used as a way to paper over emotions. Mm-hmm. And this is why I think is the crux of the documentary. And I'm not sure that the documentary knows it's the crux of the documentary, but they're used as a way to paper over emotions that the boys have been trained from a very early age to cover up Mm -hmm. and to not cope with. And if I'm going to take away anything from the documentary, it's that coping mechanisms are A, a thing, and B, need to be taught. You need to learn how to process your feelings, grief, failure, all the rest of it, because that makes you a healthy and whole human being. And it doesn't make you any less male for admitting to admit that something makes you afraid or that something, uh, I don't know, that, that that you're very sad about something or that you're upset with yourself because you failed. It doesn't make you any less of a man to, to do that. And I, the, the only other takeaway I'll take away um, in terms of takeaways, that being a takeaway. Can we say takeaway a few more times? Was, was going for five, but you just messed it up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the only other takeaway I'll, I'll take is... <laughs> <laughs> is a quote from the is a is a takeaway I took away from the <laughs> from the end from the takeaway section of the documentary, which is that whatever a dad does with his kids is masculine. That's why mm. I'm glad you mentioned. Yeah. That, oh that's, my god! Yeah, that because that almost that means teared up. Whatever almost, you do, like right. it's fine. Like you don't have to do any specific thing because you're the man in the family, so right. that, you're defining that for your kid, and it doesn't have to be like. Drinking beer, watching football, yelling at things, or, like, or punching things. Right? Yeah, <laughs> which is um, they're, it's freeing yeah. in a way. I don't know. Right. Like, yeah. 
Uh, there was there was another one quote that like really really hit me when I was watching it, which is um, the 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 guy who like wrote down the whole like list of things that he wanted to say to his dad. Is and this everything. a takeaway, by the way? This it is a takeaway. Um, and he's you know he, he like showed it to a, a teacher I think because he's like he just felt like he needed to show it to him first, yeah. and. Uh, the teacher says, like, oh, it's like, now I really understand you a lot better. Like, I understand what's going on. And and he said, you are enough. That was really sweet. That was, that that yeah. almost made me tear up a little yeah. bit. It was right a very there. sweet like, moment. Yeah. Um, so Obviously like, said, yeah. said by somebody who recognized a, a very deep need in the person that he was talking to, yeah. right? Yeah. Somebody needed to hear, so, sometimes somebody needs to hear something and you say it even if you don't mean it because they need to hear it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure that I actually think that that, that I think. Well, who was it? A teacher, right? Yeah. I think the, I, I think the teacher meant it, but that's that that was also you know something that that's really great and something I think for for me, especially for us to bring to our sons is that you know they're they're enough. You know? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, sometimes Teddy is too much. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, but that's that's another one of those like. Um, things we associate masculinity with which is the like the competition aspect it's like right. oh it's like you have to be better than something it's like there there's yeah. some yardstick that you'll never be better than yeah. like, right. you know, financial success is one of the things there's always going to yeah. be somebody that's more financially successful than you and so unless like, you're the richest man yeah. in the world and there's only one of those at a time <laughs> right right right, right. <laughs> So like you know yeah, that, that's pretty not sweet a, being number three. Yeah. Like, that's not <laughs> no, a bad thing. That's a, that is I, I'd take number three all day. <laughs> yeah. I'd take number five hundred. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd take a thousand. Some of the competitiveness. I remember in like eighth grade playing flag football in gym class, and this one kid who was a really good athlete, very fast, uh, was like in tears because he was losing the game oh, in yeah. gym class. Yeah. It's the worst. I, at the time, I was like, oh, this isn't right. Like, you should chill, man. I was like 12, <laughs> and I was like, no, this isn't the way to do this. Like, what's happening? And, I mean, he went on to play sports, and, like, you know, he was on the football team in high school and stuff. And It's just it was clear that, like, directly or indirectly, you know, that had been drilled into him. Like, mm-hmm. And But I... I mean, he, he might not have also. He, also, he might not have had siblings. I feel that siblings makes you makes your expectations used I, to losing. <laughs> actually, when you yeah, look, yeah. man, when, when you're, you're not the oldest, when you're the youngest, yeah. as I as I was, I'm the you know I'm the youngest. I had an older brother and I had a father who was also you know who could also be competitive. Yeah. I got used to losing at games. That's true, I've, and it's something yeah. you learn to deal with. Yeah, yeah. And, and it makes when you you know when you do win, it makes it really really special. Yeah. You know, because you beat somebody who's been beating you every freaking <laughs> yeah, yeah. time out, you know? Well, I'm I'm an only child, which people often react to that with, oh, really? Which I take as such a great compliment. Yeah. Because- You don't seem like an only child. We're great. That, I appreciate that. But I do have things, like, I mean, my wife will, she exaggerates this, but she, you know, like, I'm used to getting my way, obviously. Like, that's, when you're an only child, it's, you're, you run the house. Like, it's a it's great. It's why I'm an actor. It's not because I didn't get enough <laughs> attention. It's because I loved all the attention I right. got, and yeah. I just want all of it all the time. Right. Um, like, it's the, the the healthy way to be an actor. Yeah, no, we're, we're gonna, I, you know, 
well, let's. I'll, I'll just I'll just table that. I'll just table that for now. But we are, you know, we are, you know, we are in talks about, you know, you know, do we want Teddy to be an only child? It, it doesn't you know, have that's, to be a bad thing, and that's and it doesn't. And but that's a real because I had siblings, and you know, my wife Emily had siblings growing yeah. up. Mm-hmm. You know, and we love our siblings. Like I'm, that's great. I'm, yeah, I'm in. You know, I, I I still keep in contact with all my siblings, yeah. and we're you know we get along really well. Emily does as well, and you know that's a and that was a really formative thing for us growing up so yeah you know that's it's definitely a thought going forward yeah. is you know in, you know do we want him to grow up an only child but yeah. it's good to hear that it doesn't have, have no, to it be doesn't, yeah. doesn't have to be long it's not like you're always sitting in a darkened room you know listening to, to yeah. music by yourself i'm very happy to spend time by myself i was very close to both of my parents my dad's passed away but i'm still very close to my mom like it's yeah there's you know there's no competition in the house cause yeah I, I, being alone yeah. for 11 hours at a clip was normal for you, <laughs> yeah, you know? sure sure <laughs> they ignored me I, I primarily just don't want finn to turn out like colin so <laughs> <laughs> yeah colin is a colin as well as a cautionary example yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but there are there are a lot of perks to having siblings. There are things I'm jealous of of people who had siblings too, which is a separate conversation. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, that's that's all I got about that. I mean, you know the um, the documentary. I I think it was good. Yeah. And I think it was worth. It's worth the watch. Absolutely. It's if you want to get it, if you want to try to get your arms around like all right. I hear a lot about toxic masculinity on mm-hmm. Twitter and I don't know what that is and it seems to be used as a sword rather than a shield and kind of a weapon and I'm not quite sure how it applies or what people are trying to get at. I think the docu- I think the documentary is a good starting point for for anyone who who recognizes that, you know, hyper hyper masculinity, you know, has some ill effects in society and kind of where does that come from? And it, and I think the documentary does a really good job of, of giving of giving causes and and kind of kind of dragging a clear chain of cause and effect. The only thing I'll say about it is that it does ignore kind of other factors in some of the behavior. It 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 seems to ascribe solely to masculinity, and to ma- into masculine socialization. For example, you know, for, you know, for example, gang activity. Mm. Gang activity has a pretty deep you know locational and socioeconomic component is component as well in in addition to issues regard issues about masculinity and and certainly you know socioeconomic status is is you know i think a lot of times kind of bound up in a lot of these masculine issues yeah. or these issues surrounding masculinity so um i i think it in in you know at times it oversimplifies but i think it all in all i think it does a really mm. good job I I push back on that just a little bit, just because I don't think it says gangs are because of hyper masculinity. Like I don't think that's a claim it makes. I think that it's it's showing that how how hyper masculinity um, contributes to gang culture rather Fair. rather than like it causes gang culture. No. Because I, I I think that like within like saying saying that like oh yes it's caused by you know socioeconomic issues like. Yeah, absolutely, but that's not the scope of the documentary. Like trying to uh, address the root of gang problems would be a whole different documentary. No, and fa- so like, yeah, no, fair, but yeah. bring, but bringing it in and mm-hmm. and tying it to the to the theme on you know to the theme uh, you know to which they tie it, which is really how society socializes boys to be. Mm-hmm. It was really part and parcel in how society socializes our boys. Sure. Um, 
I, I don't I don't think they had the time to add the context necessary to actually make it a workable part of the argument. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, yeah. It's kind of a nitpicky point about the documentary, but one that I'm making anyway. I, uh, I, I would say I wouldn't 100% agree with you on that, but I think we can agree to disagree on it. I think we can too. All right, guys. So documentary, so do we watch it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think it's I think it's worth a look. I'd, like I'd actually say, like if you're going to be a parent of of a child of either gender, you should probably like take a look. It doesn't hector you. Yeah, it, it's no. not. It's you know, it's not. It's not some hectoring. You're doing everything wrong yeah. kind of thing. It's just a kind of you know, this is kind of where society's at right now, mm-hmm. and you know, and here's you know, th- you know, this can be a, this can be an issue, and here's maybe some things you can do about it. Yeah, you know, Agreed. I think I definitely think it's worth a watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so um, question number two from the No Stupid Questions podcast. Love these. Um, uh, love that podcast. The mas- it's, it's about masculinity. It's a topic suggestion. It's not really a question. They're like, why don't you guys look into masculinity and food preferences? Which at first blush sounds like, what, what, what I are did, you talking about? I did, I did not think this was a thing. Yeah, I did. Did you think this was a thing? Colin? It, it is. Yeah. No, it's something I've did you, noticed. In did the you last... did you know it was a thing? Like yeah. when, I, when I suggested it in the last couple of years? I've no, I mean, so first of all, I'm a vegetarian, so it's easier for me to notice that. You mean ve- you mean vegetarian, right? Vegetarian, right? Uh, yes. That's not how that word is pronounced. <laughs> the religion of vegeta. Yeah. Right. Um, no, I. Uh, so you know, I guess maybe I'm more sensitive to that kind of stuff, but it's. Uh, I, it's a thing I've noticed. In There's the last an anti-masculine few bent years. There is, and it's because if you're a man, you eat meat, and you eat red meat, and you kill that That's meat, and you thing. cook it on a grill, and you talk about how you're cooking it. And I mean, watch any like, it's it's what we're taught so much uh, in commercials. It's you know men standing around a grill talking about their, their meat. It's so dumb. It's just there's so many better ways to spend your time. I usually don't stand around <laughs> talking about my meat. I mean, that's just my thing. I have been the one to stand unironically around a grill and comment (laughs) on how the meat is cooking. You have to have an opinion about your local football team and how a steak should be cooked. Well, I mean, I I do. Right. My local football team is very very good because my local football team is, I will not mention it here because everyone hates them. These are are things I'm not interested in. Right. So... I yeah it's, I didn't uh, think it was I did not think it was a thing and I'll add I mean this is another conversation but like just for people out there just take a look at how uh, conservatives and the right have have taken ownership of traditional masculinity and therefore also the diet of men just just look at that like when the Green New Deal was announced uh, the one of the first talking points against it was that they're going to take away your hamburgers. Like that was the main thing, which is why I became a vegetarian for environment, mainly for environmental reasons, also really? ethical. But yeah, cut out red meat. It's one of the it's one of the easiest and best things you can do is to just avoid the dairy industry as much as possible, specifically eating the meat. If you're interested in that, I'm just putting that out there. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely a thing, um, and it's 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 just funny to me. I don't know. It, it really, it's humorous to me too because I don't always want a steak. Yeah. So am I not masculine <laughs> because I don't always want to eat red meat? Like sometimes I want pasta. Yeah. Or or chicken. Yeah. And if I want chicken, does that make does that make me not manly? Or is know. chicken okay because it's well, meat? It is meat. Do I got to so kill? That's it? the thing. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Tec- I mean, technically, I'm murdering the wheat to make the pasta. So you know, I you know, I mean, if it's about killing, well, I mean, what what's it about? 
then? Is, but it, the, is the, it about the hunt? Is it about... Yeah, it's about the hunt because the wheat's not putting up much of a fight. No, but yeah, <laughs> you, you, you don't know wheat like I know wheat. You know, look, I'm a, I, I'm not going to say that I'm a wheat baron because I'm not. Look, but were I a hey, wheat hey, baron... Don't, don't, don't anthropomorphize wheat. It doesn't like it. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, there's there's a lot more than just like meat. There's also the the whole like, oh, well, women eat healthy because that's been, that's been pushed in, as part of society for a really long time. So salads and like, you know, the, like um, wine over beer yeah. uh, because of, you know, difference of antioxidants yeah. versus, you know, empty calories. Healthy cereals. Look yeah. at cereal ads. The healthy cereals are marketed to moms, yeah. to women. It's, Absolutely. They're not marketed to men. If, if they are marketed to men, it's about blowing out your colon. That's yeah. the angle. That's the only <laughs> angle that's acceptable yeah. is how much you're pooping. But the traditional male diet seems to be, seems to lead to increased incidence of things like diabetes, colon heart disease. Ca- heart disease and colon cancer. Oh, yeah. you mean you mean all the stuff that kills men? Yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the traditional. I mean, the if there is a traditional man, I don't think I don't actually think that there is a tra- a traditional male diet in America. Is there? I, I mean, think so yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to have your meat. Like, I know mm-hmm. a lot of. Meat I mean, and, it's meat and potatoes. I'm sure is it's phasing yeah. out. About? I'm sure it's changing. You know, whatever. Like the millennials are going to kill it. Like they kill everything. But uh, well, I mean, but it's in not our, avocados. Uh, please, Blockbuster had it coming. All right, right. You guys are <laughs> you guys are going. To, you guys are going the way of the dodo as soon as Netflix filed for its IPO. Okay, <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, you know, in our dad's generation, you had to have a meat at a meal or it wasn't a meal. Like, you know, like it doesn't count. It's a snack. So I, I feel like that was a thing. Right. And, and, I, and, I think, and I think what you guys are saying is backed up by at least, at least a modicum of social science on the issue. I mean, studies have been done um, that suggest that, yes, there is a masculine and there was a masculinized diet and a feminized yeah. diet, and men tend to choose the masculinized yeah. diet, and this lead, can lead to some. This is so boneheaded. Well, you, I can, it's all so, so dumb. Yeah, it's so boneheaded, but it leads to some negative health effects. But yeah. you, you also see it in media over and over again, where right. like there's the aging uh, patriarch who's like you know, has a you know bypass surgery and then it's like oh well I'm not going to give up my steaks. Yeah. It's like no, you have to eat this salad and everything. Like, oh, I'm not going to eat that rabbit food or whatever right, it right, is. Right, right, right. Or Ron Swanson yeah. saying things like this is the food my food eats. Exactly. And it's yeah. also <laughs> o- and it's also overeating yeah. too, right? So yeah. it's oh, portion yeah. size. So it's Ron Swanson saying give me all the eggs and bacon you have. Oh wait, no. I don't think. I think what you heard was, "Give me a lot of eggs and bacon." <laughs> yeah. What I meant was, "Give all me of all of the bacon and eggs that you have." Yeah. Yeah. Which that's definitely something I got from my dad. He was uh, he's born in 1946 in a small town in Tennessee. So you can imagine the diet that entails from that. It was a lot of frying and meat, and you know, he viewed every meal I think as a dare, as a challenge. <laughs> like, whatever you put in me must be cleared. I will now clear it and. When I hit like college, I started to get that, like th- that that became a thing. I ate complete garbage, like like my breakfast in high school was dry cereal and Dr Pepper. But then when I got to college, I started that, eating real food. That's gross. By that's the way. disgusting, and I'm very lucky to be alive. Yeah, you really should have poured that <laughs> yeah. Dr Pepper on the cereal. Of course, of course. I mean, come on. Um, but uh, would have exploded. It would have been really cool. I think my mom tried when I was a child and gave up, and she's like, "Just eat what you want." <laughs> in, in her defense, um, but uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, okay. If there's this food here, I will eat this food, and I will never leave anything. And I still to this day hate wasting food, but I've mm-hmm. just learned to 
only bring the amount of food I should be eating to the table and then, you know, leave like like portion control is big. It's yeah, it's crucial. That's something I actually worry about with with my son, because we, uh, my wife and I kind of come from two different schools of thought. And I was never trained to clear your plate. Mm hmm. I was, you know, if yeah, if you don't want it, you don't want it. It was kind of hilly. Was it because it was impossible because you were in an Italian family and it's just like, <laughs> here's, here's a mountain of food. Yeah, I mean, there, it'd be, you know, food happily when I was, when I was, you know, when I was a kid, we, you know, we'd really never wanted for food. But yeah. like, um, you know, that was never a thing. I was never made to sit at the dinner table mm -hmm. until my plate was clear. Um, Emily's family is a little bit different. And I'm wondering kind of, you know, I'm wondering what to do, you know, about um, about Teddy. You know, obviously I want him to eat and eat healthy, but I don't want him. It's not about making him fat. It's about I don't want to train him that he has to just shove whatever is placed in front of him yeah. into his gob until he doesn't feel good. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's tough. I think healthy eating habits begin when you eat until you're not hungry. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that necessarily every meal should be a, should be some sort of competition to see how much how much matter you could cram into your stomach. I'm I'm not sure about that. Well, but. It, and you'll. I mean, you're experiencing this now, Mike, with with the solid foods. But yeah. like, once the solid foods become a thing, then it's like, is he going to eat this? And once yep. you find something he will eat, you're like, please eat all of it. Like, I will give you this until you vomit <laughs> if that's it, what eat, you want to eat. Eat it forever. It's yeah. it's a tough balance because as soon as you start to feed them and it's not just, you know, milk or which Del still loves like milk, like whole milk. Like he'll always drink that. So that's reassuring. But but you you really start to understand the thing of like, oh I'm a grandmother, I'm just gonna feed you because you need to eat. Everyone needs to eat all the time. I want you to eat. Right. Like, it, I, it, I, which, it makes which, a lot more sense. Which I also don't understand. Yeah. I mean that's a little that's probably generational too. But like it it I I've I've no, but my, my I mean, my own mother started doing it, you know, when when we, you know, do you want some food? When, I yeah. Got, I got food. I got food. Well, it's one of the easiest things they can right. do for you. They right, want to right, do right. stuff for you. And, you know, that's an easy, yeah, you want a snack? I, the answer is, Mom, no, I don't want, I don't want the food <laughs> unless, you, unless you've made that sweet pasta and beans that you make. <laughs> In which case, I'll take all you got. And I'll eat you out of house and home, and I'm taking the rest home if I don't finish it. I'll take that's all it. the pasta and beans <laughs> that yeah. you have. Oh, I don't think you heard me properly, <laughs> Mother. Uh, no, it's true, but it, but it's true though. Um, uh, yeah, so that's that's certain. That's certainly one thing. The um, the other thing I was thinking about in terms of in terms of the masculine diet, I I just can't get away from how 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 dim it sounds. It's so mm -hmm. stupid. All of it is so stupid. Like the the because you're not always going to be hungry for the foods that are traditionally masculine. Yeah. So what do you do? Like one of my thoughts is like, what do you do? If you just don't want the masculine thing, do you not eat? Like, do you, do, or do you like, or do you go in the, you know, go in the closet? And, I mean, there's, a, or do you go in the closet, or do, you, or do you shut yourself in? Do you shut yourself in your basement and weep eat the salmon? Like, what do you do? <laughs> I mean, I, I think there's a certain amount of training around like what you do like and what you don't like, because there's a certain amount of training around preferences. It's like, right. you, don't, you don't just like things just because. Of nothing, there there are definitely things you like because you've been taught to like them. Um, so, 
Like, yeah, you're not going to necessarily always like the steak, but that might mean you get the ribs instead. Right. Uh, or, fair. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, always, there's always a hyper-masculine option. Oh, on I'm, any, yeah. on any I'm not that hungry. I'll just cow. have a loaded baked potato, <laughs> right, you know, right, right, right. stuff like that. Because so. if, if it's not red meat, it's got to be ultra-fatty and, right. really, and really bad for you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because the one thing that we want to teach our boys is that if you're going to eat, whatever it is has got to be detrimental to your health. Right, yeah, of course. <laughs> you should be in pain later yeah. <laughs> at some point. If That's not so later dumb. tonight, then 50 years uh, from now, right, we're yeah, getting right, a right. bypass. Right. When, yeah. they, when they place that first stent, think, <laughs> <laughs> think, back, think back to this loaded yeah. bake. But I mean, yeah. look. Um, I think all this is to say, like, look, just no matter what you're doing, you should probably watch what you're eating. Right. And eat, a know, balance, sh- eat a balanced diet, eat a balanced you nut. Diet. Like, yeah. <laughs> and not, not to say that steak is bad, because it's good to have a steak every now and then, but, yeah. you know. I love steak. I'm a, you know, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm Colin, a, eat a steak now. No, <laughs> look, I'm I mean, a, I'm a PTSG. Yeah. I'm a big time steak guy. I'm, but, you put your mother in steak? I look, I, I love steak. I, 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 I put my mother in steak. Uh, but the, <laughs> the thing is, but I'm not going to have a steak every week and I might not even have a steak every month. I mean, I eat red meat very sparingly and it's not because I can't afford it. It's because, you know, taste wise, uh, I just don't always want it. I mean, we had hamburgers in the freezer and I got the taste of one in my face like last week and then I ate like three of them that week <laughs> because well because it's kind of like a, like a, almost a self-fulfilling prophecy sometimes when you eat red meat it's like you eat some and you want a little bit more until you're done and like sometimes you're sometimes if you are a red meat eater your body just kind of craves it and yeah. I, I that I always do try to do is, is listen to my body and like you know what's my craving and if I'm really craving red meat or, or something like that or fish or something like that, I try to I try to feed it that. So I don't know. There, there's nothing scientific about anything I'm talking about. <laughs> but, you know, I think I th- but I think that's right. I think a balanced diet is probably best and one that doesn't consider your, you know, your gender role is probably even better. Yeah. Well, I realized a long time ago that if I was responsible for getting my own food, I wouldn't eat meat like that would not happen because I'm not going to kill an animal and dress it and do all of that that needs to happen for you to eat the meat. Like, I would never do that, even when I was a meat eater. It's not going to happen. Uh, so so that was, like, step one on the path to, to cutting out the meat. It was like, oh, I wouldn't do this if this was, like, like 5,000 years ago. I would I would not – I would probably die because I wouldn't eat meat. I don't know what else was available to people back then. If it was like, 5,000 years ago, you'd eat meat. If it was yeah. 5,000 years <laughs> right. ago, you might not have meat available. Right, right. right. That's, so. a, that's also very true. The yeah. pa- I think the paleo diet is, is – is, uh, I haven't read any articles – completely debunking the science behind the paleo oh, diet? I have. have you? Is, yeah. is, do they completely debunk it? Yeah, they're just like, these things weren't <laughs> even available. Like, it, meat was very, very rare. Like well, this like yeah. this, we- like, this weird fantasy that, yeah. like, our paleo ancestors were these, you know, hulking, ripped, you know, eight-foot-tall they, they were starving. <laughs> they lived, like, 25 Almo- years. Almost all the time they were starving. Yeah. Their teeth rotted out of their heads. It, like, it is the way of nature to be hungry. Right. You're, right, right. Like that's just what everyone out there, like, who's not a human, is looking for something to eat. Nature like, doesn't exist to make you full. Nature, yeah. ex- <laughs> nature, yeah. nature exists to sate your hunger. Yeah. If 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 that. But anyways, yeah. we got it, guys. We got to keep moving. <laughs> we got questions mm-hmm. from from listener Kristen. We always love your questions, Kristen. And here's one that kind of ties into the documentary and everything else that we've been talking about. How do you think 
and we'll give five minutes to this one. How do you think that you'll navigate the situation when what you teach at home is what at, is at odds with what your boy encounters in society, be it at school, friends, this, that, the other yeah. thing? This one's this one's really hard because um, I think like at the end of the day, you you just have to kind of have a discussion about what it is like about about that conversation, like what it means, like what's the subject matter? Yeah. What yeah, like you know. You know, the, you had this behavior. Or, you know, you you saw this thing. Let's talk about it. What does that mean? What what does that mean to, you know, like if it's a behavior, it's like what that behavior means to someone else. Right. Um, the impact on other people, uh, the impact on them, how right. they feel about it. Their feelings are actually probably, uh, you know, again going back to the documentary, uh, yeah, instrumental. Yeah. It's like why? It's like how do you feel about this and why? Right. I think that's that's one of the big things. And, and I and I and I love and I love what you said about how to you know how does this impact somebody else? Yeah. If somebody else because it, you know another word for empathy is kind of a moral center. Yeah. You know, is I think as long as you're as long as I give as I give my boy a moral center. A, a sense of what's right and what's wrong, what the right things to do are, and what the you know what the wrong things to do are. In a very general sense, I think most of this kind of figures it out, figures its own way out, and really doesn't come home. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's when they get mixed up and they think that certain things that are clearly wrong to do, such as you know treating people treating people poorly based on maybe what they are. Um, or attributes that they can't control based on based ra- rather than based on who they are I think th- I think it becomes problematic then yeah you know because g- g- that's when the kind of more well but this is seems like the right thing to do well yeah. n- well no it's not and, and there's a deeper conversation there yeah. I think you need yeah. to have I think you need to be courageous enough to have that with your son which presumes like a lot of open communication which is the sure. whole like that's the thing that you know in my head I'm like oh we're gonna sit down we're having a good conversation <laughs> like what happened in school today? Oh, this guy did this thing. Oh, what did you think about that? Do you think that was the right thing to do? Like, how did that make you feel when he did that? Dad, stop, stop. Right. <laughs> stop. Just like, stop. I, got, just, I just want to get to my Fortnite. My mom picked my me video. up every day from school, and I get in the car, and she's like, how was school? I was like, it's fine. I was completely tight-lipped. <laughs> every time. And I'm like, I was, I'm always been so close to my mom, but every time, I was like, oh, it's fine. But I'm, but I'm never, but I'm never going to, going to expect that, uh, uh, Teddy's any more forthcoming than I was. Yeah. But I'm always going to remember those times when my parents did not fail and stepped up to the plate to correct my behavior yeah. when they saw it in action. Yeah, yeah. And say, whoa, 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 whoa. This isn't how we do things here. Yeah. This isn't how this family... One of the things that they that they really that they really hammered home, I think, with all of us was that, that, that family was a unit that... I mean, yes, you couldn't choose it, but it was yours, and it was your only one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that family was, and that family was more important than friend. Than family was more important than friends yeah. when I was growing up, and it still is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think, and I think providing that sort of it provides it provided me with like a strong base where I could always go back to. And yeah, I was maybe I was getting bullied or pushed around or made fun of, but it would be okay because once I walked into, walked into my house, it was over. Right. You know, yeah. and it didn't didn't it never followed me into the house. I mean, social me, social media worries me for that mm, exactly. for that reason because yeah. now it, now it does follow kids home. It's twenty four hours. Yeah. You know, so teaching, you know, this I think this this goes back to like coping mechanisms and how to deal with 
uh, you know, disappointment and anger and all the all these sorts of emotions gets right. into it. And giving them some sort of framework, you know, beforehand so that they have that already right. in their perspective. Of, and so then when a new thing happens that you're not around for, they're like, oh. And perspective yeah. too. Yeah. Like like where does this rank in the terms of what's important? Because a lot of a lot of the sh- a lot of the strife I I, I I hear about, especially teens having, um, it's 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 a it's a weird they always there's always a weird ordering of where what's happening to them fits in kind of the grand scheme of things yeah, you can't yeah. you can't see out of the when you're that when you're a certain age you can't see out of the box yeah and it seems like it's your world and it's going to yeah. be there forever and it's never going to get any better and everything's in it's yeah. everything's mm-hmm. kind of pushing in down on you and, yeah. and that's and that's it and this is how it's going to be for the next yeah. three three thousand years when he gets right. dumped by that first person Boom. Uh, there you go you know yeah. there yeah. you go that's yeah. like, oh, you think the world's over, but uh, I promise it's not. This person's not going to matter in 10 years, and you cannot understand that. Right. You, you just don't, have to go through this. You don't know it, you know? Yeah. I mean, so. I have I, no idea how I'm going to handle that. <laughs> no, neither do I. Just let him be sad. Yeah. I don't know. You know, guys, I got to tell you, we're running out of time. Yep. Uh, that's all the time that we have for today. Thanks so much to everyone who submitted questions to us. Shout out to the No Stupid Questions podcast. Thank you for the great food for thought. Also to Kristen. Uh, and we love the document, Tanya. We love the documentary. Uh, want your questions answered and your, na- and your name said aloud on the podcast? Hit us up on Facebook on the Dads on Dads on Dads page and throw us a like. Or hit us up on Twitter at Dads on Dads Pod and toss us a follow. Or email us at Dads on Dads on Dads at gmail.com. This podcast is available. And here's a full list on Acast, Beyond Pod, Blurberry, Castbox, Digital Podcast, Dogcatcher, Gigadial, Google Play Podcast, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Pocketcast, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, and TuneIn. But if there's a place where you'd like to go for podcasts and Dads on Dads on Dads isn't available, let us know and we'll put it there. Special thanks to the Computer Music All-Stars for the theme song, to the QED and Astoria for letting us record here, and to our wives without whom we would not be dads. Make sure to check out www.outrunthebearmedia.com for more from Outrun the Bear Media. From Mike and Colin, I'm Paul. Thank you for listening, and keep on dadding.